Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And joining us on the Carne Asada is the founder and CEO of the music label Rancho Humilde and a native Angelino who is just killing it right now. So uh, Jimmy Humilde, uh, for those of you who haven't figured it out yet, joining us on the th- on the show. Jimmy, bienvenido, my friend. Juan, gracias. What's up, brother? Uh, great introduction. Uh, Gracias, Angelino, 100%, brother, and, and any time to the Carnazada, bro, I'm always going to take that invitation. All right, awesome, and, that, and that's what we want, because the Bleed Lows podcast, Jimmy, we're about the Dodgers, but we're about Los Angeles, and we're about the cultura, we're, we're about the raza, and that's why we wanted to have you on the show, because, I mean... Look, there's so many things I want to get into in terms of the, the work that you're doing with not only the community, but of course your career, you guys are, are, are killing it. But I got to start off because we are a Dodger-centric podcast. And by the way, Jimmy, we are the only all-Latino podcast that talks to the Dodgers here. That's right, baby. <laughs> everybody on here, we're all a bunch of Mexican, or if you want to be, you know, literal Mexican-Americans, but everybody that works on yeah. this show, we're Latinos, and that's why we want to spotlight uh, other Latinos that are that have a level of success. But I, I want to start with the Dodgers because I'm looking at your Instagram, and I see you repping L.A., the Dodger hats, you rep born and raised. Now, I know that a lot of people like to wear the Dodger stuff for fashion purposes, so my question to you, is it fashion for you, or are you a diehard Dodger fan? Um, uh, I say, I say I'm a season ticket holder for the Dodgers finally for the first time in my life. So it's a dream come true, man. I'm a diehard bleed blue Dodger fan, bro. And I mean, look, I, I don't dislike any other teams, but, um, I, I bleed blue all the way, bro. All the way, man. It's, it's the nacimiento. I have, I'm a huge collector in LA Dodger hats. I don't care about any other team with all due respect. Um, but I'm a huge collector when it comes down to Dodger hats. Everyone that comes out, every hat that try, that comes out, I try to get my hands on it and, you know, try to match it every day. I don't have a hat on today, but very rare. I have a hat on almost every day of my life. So, um, but definitely, definitely don't wear it just for fashion. It's, it's from the heart. And, you know, I always tell people who don't know Los Angeles, I always say, dude, the Dodgers are a part of the city. I mean, Bro, whether you like it. Whether you like it or not. So what made you a Dodger fan growing up as a kid here in L.A.? I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, when I started playing baseball, 
I was probably about seven years old, eight years old, I think. And long time ago. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, I'm going to be straight up, man. Just that Steve Sachs to me was like, man, you know, it's like the, just the ball grabber, the, the way he would just pick <laughs> up every ball and make that throw happen. And, and you know, me being a, I grew up being a shortstop myself, you know, so it, it was kind of like just just bled blue all the way, you know, with with the Kirk Gibson and the, the Oral Hershiser, which is one of my favorite pitchers, besides Fernando Valenzuela, you know, uh este, you know, Mike Socha era, the I could keep going, man. You know, it's like just how beautiful it is and how much love every player I see that comes to the Dodgers and how much love they give to the to the fans, you know, because we're, we we give a lot of we give a lot of love, bro. We're very loyal, you know. I've been to other stadiums, and I'm like, dude, these guys are boring, bro. You know, and it's like you go to Dodger, and it's like everybody, you know, you see the the beautiful Latina with the with the with the Dodger jersey and the and the Dodger hat or the blue and and, and the jeans and the and the Vans and the, the Cortez and all that. You know, it's it's it's, it's bomb, bro. You know, and, and then you you know you have your usual guy. We're always rocking that jersey and that. And that LA hat can no fire, you know, and and it's just it's just just a blood thing, bro. Like I, I think my blood is blue, you know, all day. And you know what's dope about it is that, like, also my son is a huge Dodger fan too, you know, and the, he he's like, I'm actually a coach, you know, I'm a coach mm-hmm. for a junior for juniors, and I'm his I, I'm I'm his team coach, and and you know our team who it is, baby. Dodgers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if that's D, I, I, I wanna I, look. I wanna give credit to La Princesa de Picolandia over here, Alicia, because she always has said that Dodger Stadium is run by Latinos. Like that, you go oh, into that, and the majority of the fans in that stadium are Latinos, right, Alicia? Amen, one hundred percent. And it's just awesome to finally be getting the recognition. I feel like the Dodgers have finally come around. You tell me, Jimmy, as a season ticket holder, she, um, <laughs> is it? Let your boy know if you need some tickets, you know? <laughs> <laughs> love, love, no, love. It, look, I'm going to be straight up. I, I'm, I'm a, like, we, it, it, one of my friends invited me to a dugout game. Mm-hmm. You know, we sat on the dugout and, and I fell in love with it. You know, the comfort of it, the, you know, the having dinner and lunch or whatever there and all you can eat peanuts and hot dogs and all that. To me, that's sold it. You know, really it was a hot dog. So um ever, ever since they ever since they took off the thirty five dollar ticket over there at uh what was it at right field? Yeah. All you can eat. I was with the all you can eat gordos, Jimmy. The all you can eat gordos out there in, in El Palenque that we call oh, right field. Yeah, right. And um, you know, but hey, Alicia should be like La princesa de, de, del barrio. Así la vamos a poner mejor. No, oh, del barrio? La, no, la, la, la princesa es la reina del barrio. Mejor la vamos a poner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Any title from the Rancho Humilde, I will just proudly floss. Um, all day, all day. All day. You know, just, just watching your career just take off. And it's one of those scenarios where it's because you did it your way, right? Like you didn't wait for the traditional, you know, record labels, the traditional TV stations, the traditional radio stations to do what you wanted to do. You saw the need 
And I feel like the Dodgers are just now kind of getting it like, oh, wait, they're looking around and seeing how much money the Latino community is pouring into that stadium. Just the Dodger fans alone. We travel with the team. You see that if you ever catch it on TV. Yeah, I'll be, be at those games, too. You know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just had that collaboration with uh, Mr. Cartoons. They have uh, collabs with like Modelo. Things with Born like and Raised, which is also yeah. was shout out to my boy Chris over there, the owner. And, yeah. and, and, and look, I'm just just growing up, knowing how short or how small our opportunity was to any business out there, you know, was hard enough. You know, not only just in the music industry, you know, in entertainment, we we still gotta capitalize the, the the filming right now, the 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 TV. We gotta we gotta we gotta go into that. But I think we're starting with the music and and yeah, we did do our way. I have two amazing partners that we were able to to find our way into the door and and and, and create and build a beautiful family around us, and 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 that believed in what we were doing, and just never took no for an answer. You know. It was like yeah. we believed in it. We felt that, always felt that us like, <gasps> like oh, no. uh, not that we didn't have a. We always had the cholos and the and the and the low riding and the you know our our type of music that we like or whatever. But us Mexican American Chicanos were always making other cultures bigger than it was to us. You know, the, 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 like the no disrespect, but the hip hop. The rock, the pop, you know, in L.A., you know, ever since, you know, even, you know, back in the days where, where my brother and them were, were partying and they were listening to Stevie B and, and everybody else. It was like, you know, you would you would look at Stevie B's concerts and was like 80 percent Mexican-American, but we weren't supporting our own. You know what I'm saying? The, mm -hmm. I think the only one that ever got love from us was, you know, uh, Kid Frost, you know. But yeah, other than that, it was, it was something that we didn't have a. We were trying to so hard fit into other cultures because right. we were supported and we loved it. So to us, it was like, oh, no, nah, we're going to create our own world. You know, mm -hmm. we have to create our own for our people. And we started using our own instruments and our own way of speaking. And we come from the streets. So it's like, why can we not make our own, you know, a uh, 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 freedom of, of music and talk about our own now? Our music is very hard to be understand by every other culture, but they love it. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And they're learning about us. The crazy part was when I went to, you guys remember Sábado Gigante? Yeah, Don Francisco, my friend. Oh, yeah. Man, okay. <laughs> I felt the same way, so excited to go to Sábado Gigante. I was like, yeah, I'm taking one of my bands over there. And when I get there, bro, and they're like, oh, La, la, el mariachi mexicano and I'm like we're not mariachi like what the hell like we, we're not mariachi like that's oh la banda no we're not a banda we're just a group bro you know and and then we're like uh, can, can we get a, a camerino the dressing room right yeah and, and they're like keep in mind everybody everybody that works or works worked at Sabo Gigante todos eran caribeños you know there was no they were all Latino Caribeños, so there was no Mexican or, or anybody working there. So when when they told us, oh, yeah, you need a dressing room, and they threw us in the break room, bro. No. And, oh, man. Dude, and, and, and even 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 the guy 
that was there doing a show with some little doggies, which I have nothing about dogs. You know, I love, I have five dogs myself. But the dude had a way out Camerino. And I'm like, yo, like, are you serious? Like, we don't get one? So that's when I say, you know what? I'm not sticking to their plan. I'm going to go do our own thing. You know, I was like, I'm going to go after my culture, our culture, our people, our gente. We're going to represent our gente. We're going to help our people. And because no one else does. So that's where where, where, where we were born with that feeling to, to make it happen for, for everybody else around us, you know? And it's happening. And much, you know, congratulations on all of your success. I love it. And I know it's just the beginning for you because I can tell by your passion that when you decide to do something, whether it's your music, whether it's helping out the community, I love the lifestyle videos that you post too. I need to see some more for Dodger oh. Stadium. Okay? <laughs> um, but here, here's a question. You, I got you. Talk, you. I got you. I'll you talked about being a coach to your son in baseball. There is an initiative. Major League Baseball is trying to get more young people, especially brown, black, you know, people of color, <clears throat> excuse me, they want to get them into baseball because the numbers show they're dropping off, especially in the uh, African commu African American community. Is there something? Yeah, there I see it a lot. Right? Like what, what can they do? Because I feel like maybe you should, you know, there aren't a lot of brown executives in the Dodgers. Maybe you could come on as a consultant and help them out. Like what, what, would, what advice could you give to Major League Baseball, to the Dodgers, to, Look, to help them get into baseball? One of the things that I see is that we get no love in the community, right? We give, again, here it goes back to, to just the beginning of it. Us Latinos, Mexican, I, I do feel that, that us as, as, as Mexicanos and, and the hoods and, and, and in the, and the barrios and everything, right? We always give all of our all to everything that we do, especially when we become fan, when we become fan of something, right? And we all bleed blue. I don't know not one person. I know a guy that's a Giants fan and, and he's not really my friend no more. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just play. Uh, he's a really good buddy of mine, but I give him, I give it to him all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So going back to that, I think there is a lost touch between the communities of the community of Dodger baseball and, and, and our real communities inside Los Angeles, you know, excuse me. Um, one of the main things is that, look, why not go back there and find a way to get involved with the communities, with doing giveaways, not only necessarily, you know, just a uh, uh, food and, and stuff like that. No, you know, let's give away baseballs. Let's give away gloves. Let's give away bats. Let's give away bags. Let's give away stuff that these kids could still become very, very connected instead of only playing MLB live on, on their PlayStation. Forget about that. Let's make them come out and say, hey, it is fun to come out here and play and to get, get dirty and to and to be involved with that. Because one of the things that's killing sports right now, not only baseball, it's all sports, period, is the social media. You know what I'm saying? So why not get involved of, of doing that connection in our barrios with the Latino community, with the, the black community, and also... And we want to grow up to be a Dodger one day. You know what I'm saying? Stop going to other countries and to other cities and everything. You know, but let us bo get born into the organization. And why not uh, uh, get more involved in some type of way? And being a consultant for the Dodgers, hey, I'm a consultant for a lot of other companies that, 
that I put them way at top with our communities. Why not? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, why not? I would, I would definitely would love that role. If you make that connection, we good. You know, right, right. <laughs> I I can feel your passion, Jimmy. Let's do it. Let's make that happen. Why don't we start with this? Juan and I were talking about uh, here at the Bleed Lows podcast. We um, really pushed, wanted, talked about it every single episode. Put it in the universe to get Fernando Valenzuela's number retired. And everybody agreed with us, right, Juan? All of the guests that came on, players, management, sports writers. And when others said that it wouldn't happen, it happened, right? So why don't we start with getting you to throw out the first pitch? Are you down for that? Like, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? I mean, I feel like we had a big part, at least in my head, of getting number 34 retired one right a little bit yeah. and um we we should do that and if and if you maybe you which artist do you think could come out and, and pitch over the mound too like are you down you want to do that yeah that, i'll bring i'll bring fuerza regida which is like dude he's oh. a he's a diehard dodger fan too you know so i mean we'll be and more he, than we'll be excited to do that you know what i mean and then but but you know what one thing i do got to worry about is that you know, Dodger's going to look at my arm, you know, but I'm a little old already, so yeah, they're going to try to pick a dude up, you know? Put him in, coach. Put him in. Put me in, coach, you know? I right? can give a couple of tips to the coach here and there, you know? I think that would be so fun. And, and the success of your guy, Fuerza, he's huge. I just love that. Yeah. You seriously are... I love what your bio says, 100% Mexicano, 100% Americano. This is something that I think the rest of the world is just finding out that Southern California is its own. We are our own world. Does that make sense? And we have yes. nothing but love, but tons of talent here. And you are doing it. You're not waiting for the traditional outlets. So I don't know. I think that it would be helpful. Juan, are we in? Are we going to start uh, making that happen? Oh, of course. We're, Jimmy, look, we're putting it, you know, we're we're, ma we're putting it in the universe. Jimmy and the rest of his artists will be at Dodger Stadium. The only thing we ask, Jimmy, shout out the Bleed Lows podcast when you throw a strike <laughs> right down the middle. That's all we ask. But we'll Bro, make it happen. I'm going to gun it. I, I ain't going <laughs> to love it. I'm going to gun it. I'm going to give him a quick 92, 93. <laughs> nah, but I mean, look. Man, you you when when I when I look that I look at Alicia's thing all day, you know, and and I I follow her and and I've been a a fan of her and and you know we've been in communication here and there and and I'm so happy to know that that finally we have a podcast that's you know talking about not only the Dodgers but is in communication with our community, man. That's that's big. That's that's you have no idea how much that warms me to know that. That everything that's going on right now and our our Latino culture, forget about Latino because Latino we always been ripping it. But I'm talking about Mexican. How us Mexicans, you know, I'm first generation Mexicano. My parents came here from from straight from Michoacan, you know, and and my first language is Espanol and and English. No más que we have our own language, you know. We we say <laughs> things to each other that we only we understand. Is that that pocho language, you know, and and yeah. that's the beauty of it. But but to know. You know, I get a phone call last night from a really good friend of mine. He goes, hey, have you seen the charts? And I was like, uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not a chart dude. I'm not a guy that goes into charts. I'm not a guy that, 
that 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 hangs plaques on his walls to to feel better, right? Or or to feel to do what I'm doing. I really don't go from that. I I love to work and do what I do. But he said, hey, just in Latino, um, in the U.S., uh, nine of the songs that are in the top ten in the U.S. and Latino in the Latino chart, nine of them are Mexican. And I said, what? Well. Where we were, we've been dominated by reggaeton for the last 15 years, you know? And yeah. he said, nine of them are Mexican, and seven of them belong to Rancho Milde. And I'm like, what? I'm like, hey, I didn't know that, you know? But my whole thing and our company with my partners was our goal was to take over the charts in Mexico, right? Because I couldn't, I couldn't see, I couldn't accept, in other ways, that that our charts were being dominated by other countries in the country that is our native, you know, that, that is our, our country where we come from. So as of today, we dominate the charts in the U S we dominate, dominating the charts in Mexico. We're dominating the charts and with our family in Guatemala, with our family in El Salvador. And now we're moving on to Colombia, baby. So we're taking, we're, we're, we're not, I'm not gonna say we're taking over, but we're taking over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got our our culture is, is getting there, man. And 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 we're all and and, this, and we, we've been doing it. One of the prides that we can take is that we've been doing it from our heart. We yeah. haven't done it with any support or any money or any big corporations behind us. We've been doing this from our heart, and we've been doing this from ourselves. And all of the work that works around this music genre that's going on right now. Not only speaking for Rancho Milde, but speaking for every other company that's involved right now. That we've been working by ourselves. And now we're we're, we're, we're partnering up with the corporations and stuff like that. With the big labels and, and all. But, you know, one of my friends told me, hey, you are the big label. And I'm like, okay, I'll rephrase that. We don't want the rest of the labels. So we're doing things that, that's going to get us to another level. And, and this is happening every day. You know, next thing you know, you guys are going to have a whole TV show going on. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I can't wait to see that happen. You know? <laughs> you know what, it, it, it makes me so happy, Jimmy, because Somos Paisanos. Um, I had the same first generation. My parents are from Michoacan. Or when I was in elementary school, I used to say my parents were from Michigan because they would make <laughs> everybody go up. They would make everybody go up to the map, right? And it was just a map of the United States. And they say... Tell us where your parents are from. So all these kids are all pointing, but Mexico wasn't there. So I would point yeah. to Michigan and be like, yeah, my, my, we're from Michigan. But I, you know what? In, in all serious, Jimmy, I, I want to ask, because so many of your artists that you represent son Mexicanos. And I love your quote that you said that you are a Mexicano from Los Angeles. Do you ever, there's that great line from Selena where, you know, being the, the struggles of being Mexican-American, right? We got to be more Mexican than the Mexicans and more Americans than the Americans. Did you ever have any issues with those Mexican artists? Did they ever view you as like, yeah, you're not a real Mexicano, like yeah. you said, uh, you're a pocho. Yeah. And did that ever uh, yeah. affect your business? Of, uh, it didn't affect our business. But we did get the slash from them, you know, and, and but look, I always turned it around and said, hey, look at it and appreciate it. You know, we're the youth. You guys are old. Don't stay. You know how <laughs> I came to them? And I told them, don't stay behind. Don't argue and don't fight with the future. 
Get involved and support the future. Collab with them. These are the kids. This is a new generation. Look, I'm 43 years old. I could be hanging around with 43-year-old dudes all day, but I got to stay relevant. So I got to pay attention to what these kids are using, what they're wearing. And plus, I'm going to tell you, look, these kids nowadays, they can't even come up with their own style of dressing because Jordan's jeans and a baseball cap, that's ours from the 90s, bro, you know, from the 80s. So I'm like, man, you guys better find your way of dressing, wearing retros and stuff like that, you know? So, you know, but I, I always try to stay relevant with, with the community, with the kids, and, and, and try to make ourselves also appreciate the youth and the old so that way we don't get confused and we're all one, you know? And, 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 and they listen, you know, a lot of the, the bandas and a lot of the older artists, um, they, they listen. And the good thing about Rancho Mila is that we've always worked with all the genres and Mexican music. We've worked with, uh, with, uh, guitarras. We worked with banda. We worked with Norteño. We worked with, uh, cumbias. We worked with everything. So I think we're, we're like the mixture of, of that. You could make everything happen in one, you know? No, I, absolutely. I, 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 I want to make sure I get this in because I think this is uh, so important and I appreciate that you did this. Uh, Humilde House of Charities and the fact that you are giving out scholarships. You know, Jimmy, you hear this all the time that, you know, people say, you know, never forget where you came from. But a lot of people don't practice that saying. But it sounds like to me... You do. You make sure you uh, you help your community, and I think you you still live in in Venice, right? Well, well, I I I I bought a I bought a house, my old neighbor's house. I was blessed to to pick it up. So, yeah, but I I also still live in L.A. I live. In, I'm I'm not gonna leave L.A. And I don't I don't live in the best part of L.A. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I I everybody tells me, bro, are you crazy? You live here, and I'm like. Where else am I gonna go, bro? You know, like where? Where do you want me to go? The hills, man. I'm a, I'm afraid of those coyotes and all those animals over there, bro. I'm in I'm in the hood. If I want an elote, I could get up and go five minutes and get an elote. If I want some tamales, I could go to the tamalera. I know where they're all at. If I want some menudo in the morning, I don't want to drive an hour away, bro. That's done. I, I can't do that. You know, so I gotta stay. I gotta stay. I gotta stay nearby. You know, so I was born and raised in Venice. And then I moved to Lenox, which is near Inglewood by the LAX, when I was yeah. 21 years old. So I grew up half half of my life in, in, in Venice and then the other half in Lenox. So, you know, Lenox was learned was was was, was little Mexico and mm-hmm. and that's where I sold tacos. You know, I had a little taquera right there in, in the city of Lenox and, and I try to stay close by, bro. So I try not to leave and and and, <laughs> and, and stay nearby, you know. And- so what can you tell us about the scholarships though from Humilde House of Charities? Oh, I forgot what. I, yeah, let me go back to that. My bad. I get into talking, man, and I, I can take you to. No, I can take you like twenty different places at once, man. No, I, I want you to get credit for this because I mean I think this is important, dude. That you are helping the youth, man. You, you like well, you said, you you haven't turned your back. You know, growing up, I'm I'm a high school dropout, right? Um, not 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 because. I just didn't like high school. I, 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 I kind of loved the, the business side of it, but I always knew in myself that I can do it, you know, but that's not something that I recommend to the kids. I don't, I don't, I don't support that. And I don't, I don't make that a easy way out. Right. 
when we decided to create the, the Midland House of Charities was because we would donate so much money to everyone else. And we thought we would donate to scholarships and stuff like that because they would ask us, come to know the money, we didn't know where it was going. So we decided to create our own Humilde House of Charities, not only with scholarships, but when we decided to do the scholarships, we wanted to come up after our gente, right? No disrespect to anyone else, but we started looking that there was a lot of charities that would donate to, 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 to special races and, 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 and support only certain kind of communities. Well, we didn't have one. We do have a couple, but very rare they appear. So we started off with five, right? Major scholarships. We don't want to do a 3,000, 2,000. We're talking about 25 to 100,000 per scholarship, right? This is, we want these kids to, to take it on another level. And one thing is that we want to support the entertainment scholarship program because there isn't none out there for our gente. So uh, one that wants to be a music engineer, music producer, video producer, uh, uh, a picture engineer, whatever. Um, now, hopefully, we can, we can change somebody's life with that type of scholarship, right? And we didn't want to, to give the money to anybody else because we didn't know if it was really going to go to that organization. Uh, of, of, of scholarships to the to our to our gente. So when we decided to do it, it came from the heart, man. This this wasn't we weren't advised by anyone. We weren't told by anyone. We did the organization, we did the nonprofit, we did the the the, the whole thing and we fight with our, our accountants all day and we're like, I don't care. We're donating this money. Even if we get in trouble, we don't care. This money's going there. And they're like, okay, you know, so um we're proud of we're proud to do it. And we take very pride. And we want to start with five. Our goal next year is to quadruple it. Maybe we could get the Dodgers to help us. Maybe we could get big organizations to come in and say, hey, let's start donating into, into, into organizations like the ones we want to create to help our organization. So that way, we, our, our brown our brown people, our, our Chicanos, our Mexican-American, have that bigger opportunity to go and get those corporate jobs. And, and also, we can help them get prepared to to become someone else in life. You know what I'm saying? Love it. Uh, absolutely. And hey, appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I don't, I, I don't look at it as charity as what you're doing. I just feel that those of us that have the ability to help should help because oh. not everybody has the same opportunities. I mean, you mentioned it before. Like if we went into neighborhoods and we give bats and we give gloves you know, that shit is expensive. I mean, I just bought Super. Haley a $500 bat the other day, and she's still <laughs> using her old bat. I, I mean, it's just... Go ahead, Jimmy. They're not getting, they not getting any cheaper, you know? No. They're not, they not getting any cheaper. That's the thing. Like, you know, it, uh, a lot of these... A lot of these... these, these well, I, I donate a lot back to, to the community and, yeah. and, the, and the sports as well. Like... Um, as a matter of fact, we just partnered up with a glove maker and we're going to bring out Umilde gloves. Very, very well done leather gloves that are top notch that you're going to see. But the reason we're going to do it, and I'm going to tell you another thing that we're putting together as well, why we decided to create that too as well, is to, to make it affordable for the kids that, that, that want to wear that good glove, that nice leather, and be able to play in the field with a good glove. 
But we're also opening up another uh, another organization right now, which is called Humilde Baseball Academy. Um, we are we're looking into a couple uh, uh, places right now, uh, big locations. I'm talking about uh, huge warehouses where we could we can make real academies indoor. Um, we've been to a couple, which my son goes to the Dodger. Uh, forget what it's called, Dodger Academy over there in Thousand Oaks. And I kind of got an idea from that, too, because he gets some really good uh, training there. And and we decided to do that to make it inexpensive for our kids, but to prepare our kids to go into these high schools very well prepared, right. not only with with baseball, but only but but also educational to let them know that you got to have a good grade in order for you to play ball. You know what I'm saying? Like that goes yeah. with each other. So so we want to get involved in, in that. And we are developing this organization and we want to create new stuff for the kids and, and help out the youth we're here for the kids man because i got that love in the hood i remember getting it but one of the things is, is that when I, I always tell people like the reason why i love to give back because i know what it feels like to be given when you don't have anything right mm -hmm. and we used to get the cheese we used to get the latas and you know we used to get the the, the popcorn for 25 cents and and we used to do a lot of different things you know when we were kids and so we know what it was like to be given something and, and uh, the, the good feeling of need, you know, and um, we want to do it back to the community. And we want to make also uh, people know that 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 there's Chicanos, people like us doing it. You know what I'm saying? There's, yeah. not, other, there's not other ethnicities only. There's also Chicanos and our brown and, and, and people like us that are entrepreneurs. And, and we're showing the kids that we're, we want to be that example. So, I mean, there's a lot of things we're, we're, we're doing all at once, but it's, it's going. Ah, that's that's awesome. Uh, Alicia, <laughs> Alicia, if there was an Humilde Baseball Academy when I was around, I maybe have been playing shortstop right now for the Dodgers. <laughs> but I, 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 I think it's great that you're doing that. Go ahead, Alicia. Well, we did it when we asked you to come on and, and participate and be our guest in Bleed Los. We didn't know you also had an academy. So I don't know. Is this breaking news? I'm yeah, excited. This is 100 percent breaking news. Uh, uh, we're I'm putting it together with a with a good friend of mine named Ernie from he actually runs the the one of the Downey leagues Northwest Downey and we decided to do this because you know my son went on a uh, we went on uh, he's on a traveling team and uh, as well and we went out to, to Arizona and just to see how organized a lot of other teams were because of training academies and camps that they yeah. have and how we weren't and and that kind of said you know what i said i want to i that's one of the main things we want to do we want to start an academy what does it take we're looking into it we have a lot of you know what surprisingly how many coaches want to get involved it's crazy yeah. ex-baseball players baseball players from mexico that we know um just people all around that are finding out what we wanted to do and they're they're on board they're like dude count on me like you know it, it's like i'll donate my time in the beginning but after you guys start doing good, then start taking care of me. We're like, don't worry about it. We're going to try to start taking care of everything since the get-go, you know? And see, and because there is a need. And one, I mean, uh, there is a need to, you basically, you're leveling the playing field, right? Because a lot yeah. of these these other teams everywhere across the country have their own trainers, their own pitching coaches, their own batting coaches. I'm sorry, you go to a lot of neighborhoods throughout California and there's no... There's no one that can pay for that, that wants to pay for that, you know, food or a batting coach. Come on. So 
So I yeah. love this. I love that you're, it's, we call it equity in sport. Those are my old news days. So we have breaking news here with your academy, your scholarships. Juan brought that up. I want to make sure we let everybody know because when people hear this or watch this on YouTube, they have to, students have till the 14th to apply and you're going to announce the winner April 28th. Correct. April 28th. Yeah. And so we're going to do our uh, our office. We have a compound called Rancho Mille Compound, which you guys are invited on May 4th. Uh, we're doing the inauguration. inauguration. I'm pretty bad with pronouncing some words. Right. But we're, we're doing our like our, our ribbon for our own office. We're inviting all of the, 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 the social media platforms and the, the digital platforms for music and all that we work with and a lot of people in the in in you know and you guys have a person and there we're gonna announce the kids media that we're doing this too so um look we just want these kids to to get that great feeling and i got a scholarship there's people you know supporting it you know get to be around a, a lot of important people maybe one of these guys could end up being a ceo or, or, or a top notch at Spotify one day or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or just anything that can inspire them. So we want to do it there. We want to make the, we want to present them there and, and invite them there so they could, you know, have a little, little chat with a couple of people there. And, and, and that's it. Probably we could get you guys to come out and get the Dodgers to give a little, get, give a, give a little sum away right there at the, for the kids, you know, maybe a little bag of something, you know, goodies. I love that. And we are down. We're going to work on that for you. I just had an idea. Maybe in, as you as this progresses and your scholarship, the Humilde House of Charities scholarships, you're going to start building more and more relationships with colleges. You know, Dr. Dre has his own music program at USC, my alma mater. I'm just saying, like, let's put that in the universe. Like, maybe you're going to help train the next, you know, Nathaniel. Maybe you're going to help uh, bring up the next fuerza. Maybe we get a lot of young women who are like, I want to rap. I want to sing. I want to have my own voice. And that this is where it's all going because you did things your way. So congratulations, much love and respect to all that you do. Um, we still have a few more questions that we're going to let you go, but it's something we ask all of our guests. So I have to send it back to Juan. That's right. So uh, because he's the ultimate homie, uh, Jimmy, uh, we end the show with what I like to refer to as our kickback questions. So they're kind of like rapid fire questions. So if you want to give a longer answer, you can, uh, but they're just real quick questions for you is, uh, first question is, is Venice considered South LA or West LA? West LA. Okay. So... <laughs> We had uh, Memo El Tragón, Memo Torres from L.A. Taco on, and he schooled me because I have a little bit of a bias against the west side of L.A. I get nauseous when I go to the west side of L.A. But to be <laughs> fair, it's, it's because I associate it with like Santa Monica and Culver City, right? But Memo El Tragón, he right. schooled me on the show and he told me, hey, though, don't sleep on Venice. Venice is not what, what you are describing uh, because the thing is, is, you know, when Bro. we think of Dodger fans, we always think of the east side of L.A., right? We're thinking of Boyle Heights. But there's a lot of Dodger fans over there in that part of the uh, of, of Los Angeles, Bro. right? I, I don't know not one fan that's not, I don't know not one person 
that I grew up with as not a Dodger fan. You know, it's like right. that we we called it the Cuatro Esquinas, you know, in the West LA. You had Coover City, Santa Monica, Venice, and another area called Sotel, right? And they called yeah. it back in the days the four the four corners, right? And 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 what that was, it was like a huge Latino community, man, which is just an FYI before people even came to East Los or South Central or anything. La, la comunidad latina, que era la gente de, de Jalisco y de Michoacán, came to Santa Monica and Venice before anywhere else in, 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 in L.A. And so then the reason that was, just to educate you guys a little bit on some I got educated with growing up over there, was the reason that happened was because uh, the people that came and the first Mexicanos that stepped in L.A. was because they put together the train tracks. They were, they were train track workers. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's the reason that they came in to LA, and it was because they were housed in Venice, Santa Monica, and Culver City, and 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 that's why there were so many Mexicanos there at one point because they were the ones that were building the train tracks, and they were brought here from Mexico to build them. You know what I'm saying? So a yeah. lot of them ended up staying. You know, a lot of them. Ended up, <laughs> but but that's the, the 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 school I didn't even know. You know, and, and it's so dope because. We're all Dodger fans over there, bro. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> but we bleed blue, bro. <laughs> all right. Um, since you are from Venice, were you ever a surfer, skater, or a weightlifter in 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 the day before before Venice got gentrified? Not definitely not a weightlifter, but I was a skateboarder, of course. You know, I had I I could do the ollies and I could still skate and do it. probably not as good no more, right? But but I, I didn't get into surfing, but I did get into body surfing, definitely. Uh, nice. All right, nice. body surfing. Okay, um, this next one for you: the backyard boogies. When you uh, were handing out uh, flyers on the corner for for those backyard boogies. Could backyard boogies still be a thing now, or was that just a, a, a time capsule where these young kids are just never going to know what those backyard boogies were like? Yeah, I, I don't. You know what? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think there can be the same. They can be the same because we remember we had no phones, bro. So it was just <laughs> it was acting from the from the motion you were inside. You were whoever you wanted to pick up on, you know. But now it's like, it's like you're going to check who's there, who's checking in. Let me Snapchat it. Everybody taking pictures. I'm, I don't know, bro. I, it's not going to be the same ever, bro. Yeah, I don't no. think it'll be. But, but it, was, it was good times for sure. Okay, last one. And being and this is a good question for you because you owned your own taco shop. You were at Taquero. Jimmy, we need to know. What is your favorite taco, and where do you go to get that taco in Los Angeles? And from what I've been educated on, it seems like Venice, you can't sleep on Venice because they got some good tacos over there. Oh, they got some good tacos right there on Lincoln and, uh, what is that, Lincoln and Brooks. Lincoln and Brooks, right in the, right the corner. So they got some good tacos right there. But uh, my taco spots, I got I, well, I got three favorites, bro. I always get, okay. I always get lengua and cabeza for sure. You know, and then either if I feel like having some al pastor, I always eat anywhere from four to six tacos. So depending, well, it don't really matter how big they are. I'm going to still eat them, you know, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I always get lengua de cabeza. But one of my favorite spots is Tacos Don Cuco. 
over there in Islos. And definitely over there also, uh, uh, there's this taco spot on Alameda and El Segundo in Compton. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my spots right there, bro. Like, you know, it's two different kind of tacos. Tacos on Cuco is más al carbón, la carne hecha en, en, en carbón, more, uh, more Tijuana style. But you go to uh, to the other one is more the Efe, is more, you know, like in el disco. It's the, they llaman tacos de pellizco. They, they, they do it with their hands. So, yeah. Yeah, making me hungry. So, man, you, you got me all watered up, right? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you a tortilla de maíz or tortilla de harina? I'm both, bro. Lo que caiga. Same. Same. All right. But, no discrimination. But if you want to give me some beans, refritos, y me vas a dar una tortilla de harina, please burn it a little bit. <laughs> Ok, te gustan las doraditas. Te gustan las yes, doraditas. Sir. Ok. <laughs> so, the, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank the great Jimmy Humilde and uh, the CEO, the founder of Rancho Humilde, who's, uh, who's just killing it. Check out his artists. Uh, Jimmy, where can our listeners, uh, our viewers, where can they find follow you on the social medias? Because you're close to a million now on IG, right? So, let's help Jimmy get to a million. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm 2,000 away. I think, no, 3,000 away. So as soon as I hit the million, I got a big surprise for the followers. You know, I love them giveaways, baby. So I think we got some cash giveaways right there. But it's jimmyhumilde.rh on Instagram. And then we just got verified on TikTok. You know how we do it? Jimmy Humilde. So uh, Jimmy Humilde también. Uh, we have, I have my, uh, my own YouTube channel, which is Jimmy Humilde Music. Or they can follow Rancho Humilde for sure at any time. And there you have it. Jim, Jimmy always in touch with the jóvenes, man. Con, con los niños with the TikTok, man. We got to get on top of the TikTok. Jimmy, yeah. this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for the time. Uh, I love that you gave us the Scarface vibe with the red interior on, on the car. And uh, you've just, uh, and thank you for everything that you're doing for the community. It's really inspiring. I'm really looking forward to the Humilde Baseball Academy because. Look, I, it's no joke. When I was a kid, if I ever got a new bat, it was a hand-me-down. It was because my cousin didn't want Straight a bat up. anymore, and that's Straight how up. I got it. And uh, you know, I, I just <laughs> I think people don't. I think they lose sight of that. So I, I just can't thank you enough for everything that you're doing, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, all day, brother. All day. Thank you guys so much for having me on here, and and, and blessings to you guys. And I hope this continues to keep bleeding on and to take you guys to the next <laughs> level, man. But you know, bleed blue all day on my end, you know? Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Bye, Jimmy. Thank you, guys. And once again, a big thank you to Jimmy Humilde, the CEO and founder of Rancho Humilde. Uh, for those of you um, who aren't familiar with his artists, as, I, as he mentioned, check out his YouTube channel. I mean, th this guy has... if. You, we didn't go a lot into his biography, but it really is a kind of a rags to riches type story. You know what, Alicia? I did not know that he was a high school dropout. And what I thought was really encouraging about him is even though he was a high school dropout and he has achieved a remarkable level of success, he still encouraged people to go, keep going to school because it, it's not like everybody can do what he, he did. He did. Is there any other aspect of that interview that surprised you about him? 
I did not know that as well, but absolutely even more encouraging, right? I mean, he is, you know, the phrase, the American dream. Yeah. Right? Like first, this is why our relatives have sacrificed so much to give opportunities. And so what's the first thing that they tell you? You have to go to college and not everyone has to. He is an example of vision of hard work. I mean, he was a like he knows what it takes. He saw the need. But I do love that he respects how higher education can provide opportunities that he did not grow up with. It's like full circle, right? And and I love what you said, Juan, about if you have the opportunity to pay it forward, give back, uh, not to forget where you're from, all of these phrases, you're right, they're used kind of, I mean, maybe too much. Maybe we need to see less talking, more action. And Jimmy literally is action. He's out there. He's he's helping uh, the farm workers. He's helping uh, undocumented students. We just got breaking news that he's building a baseball academy to help young athletes in the hood, in the neighborhoods he grew up with to pursue, you know, sports, to be better at it. And that could lead to scholarships as well. That could lead to the next, you know, professional baseball players, the next Dodgers. How cool would that be if, you know, years from now, we're like, remember Jimmy said he was going to do that? So he is action, you know, and I love that. And it's it's encouraging. And you know, he just has that vibe, right? Like he's he's always like, let's go. I love that energy about him. The few times we've interacted, it's always up. It's always let's do this. I love that he doesn't apologize. He'll say like, I'm learning about this. I'm going to learn more about that. Or I just found out this and he applies it. And and that's all we want, right? Like as soon as you stop learning or caring about learning about new things, you're done. You're done. So he's just found a way to make a whole lot of money off of that. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know what? And you've, again, Princesa, I know he upgraded to La Reina del Barrio, but I'm sorry, (laughs) you are the Princesa de Picolandia for me. You always will be the Princesa de Picolandia. But I, I, you're right. He has a lot of energy. I hate that we didn't get a chance to talk to him about his help of street vendors. Right. Uh, you know, uh, street vendors are part of Los Angeles. And yeah. a lot of play, a lot of times, I feel like the street vendor food is better than restaurants. And, and I get it. You know, restaurants are great, too. But sometimes you're on a run. You're hungry. I don't want to go to McDonald's. I don't want to go to Jack in the Crack. If there's a street vendor there that's going to give you a good carnes, you know, a good taco, you know, I, I love that he's. I wish we could have gone into that a, a, a little bit more. Uh, Babyface, I, I want to get your. What was the biggest surprise for you that you just did not expect after having that conversation with him? Other than the fact that he has the red interior on his car, which I absolutely loved. I felt we were Wait. doing like an episode of Cribs. That's oh, I was gonna say a lot of those fancy cars. That's what they have, right? Like, I, I don't I, do fancy cars, princess. Well, I, <laughs> I'm poor. I'm poor. I used to. <laughs> I was able to borrow cars back then. I never owned one, but I worked a lot. I, I fundraised for Rusnak. You guys ever heard of Rusnak yeah. dealers? Yeah. They specialize in luxury cars, and I've driven uh, Range Rovers, a, a black Maserati, and they all had red interior. So that's the only reason I know, okay? I'm from Picolivera, East LA. Like, it's not like I grew up that way. (laughs) And I only borrowed them. I had to give them back. (laughs) I'm going to upgrade my Jeep's interior then. 
make it Gee, all red. Do it. <laughs> and I and I noticed there was no light coming in either. Like, and it wasn't like a tin. And I, mean, I don't know if you had like some kind of like some kind of blind that just like a yeah, that yeah. black blacked everything out. Like, because it, it didn't look like tin. Okay, no. Good right? for him. Good for him. You know. <laughs> but I mean, I think. To me, surprising with all this stuff that he said, like uh, all this, he's really involved, like uh, in, you know, obviously in the community, but the baseball stuff, the aspect, right? Like he said, yeah. you know, he's gonna have this his um academy and stuff like that. I mean, that like you said, breaking news. Like, that's I mean, that's pretty awesome to hear that that he's gonna have an, an academy, like you said. Like I mean, if there was an academy around when we were growing up, like how different can things be, right? Like. So, well, yeah, I mean, Alicia said it. It it it, it levels the playing field, and I right. can't stress enough being in that travel baseball world, and and this is why, like, I always felt that Yasiel Puig kind of got a bad rap. Mike Trout grew up, you know, probably getting because he was so talented, getting the best equipment, getting the gloves. I don't think he ever had to worry about that. There's a lot of kids that have talent that maybe. They can't pursue it because, look, I'm not kidding. I just went shopping the other day. A $500 baseball bat. Gloves. Gloves were going between three dollars to $400. If you're coming from a single-parent home, how can you afford to do that stuff? They're constantly raising money for these teams, right? To be Because of the cost of everything. is So when you have people like this... And again, they don't have to do this. So that's why I think it's important to recognize the people that are doing this. Because I don't want to say that it's going to shame other people into doing it. But maybe it will motivate them. Yeah, encourage them to like, hey, there's nothing wrong with helping those people who don't have the means. Uh, You know, and that's, I mean, I, I just, I also love the fact when he decided to create his company was because he wanted to support his own people. I thought he was speaking, it was 100 when he said it, because it's so right. There are so many Latinos that I know that are hip hop fans that, you know, all the movies, like the Fast and the Furious movies, right? To talk about diversity, uh, uh, Princesa, you know, those casts you see are multicultural, right? But there's a lot of Latinos that go to support and go see those movies. And that's why those movies end up making a billion dollars, right? And again, La Princesa has always said this. We have money. We want to spend it you know, give us reasons to spend it. Right. And he also, he backed that up by telling us the story at Sabado Gigante, which is also backing up my stories about my journey in hard news. The people running news are not us. And so even though we are the largest majority in this country, the people running the Dodgers are not us. And and that's fine. That's their prerogative. You know, it's a privately owned business. And, you know, I have nothing but love for my team. But I just sometimes, well, not sometimes, I've often wondered, like, do you not look around? And so Jimmy, instead of maybe complaining and whining like I've been doing, Jimmy looked around and created his own, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should. So he's just, just talking to him has inspired me to be like, well, what can I do about it? Right? Instead yeah. of pointing it out. What am I going to do about it? Right. So I love that. I love that he sees the need and fulfills it. And I love that he said the traditionalists, and this is in news as well, they have been doing their way, they've been doing their thing the same way. 
baseball, Major League Baseball, they're guilty of that, right? Yeah. They're used to doing things the way it's always been done. How's that working out? I mean, yes, they're hugely successful in the numbers. They make a lot of money. But you get what I'm saying? No, no, no. Out of the three big sports, they are falling off compared to the NFL, the granddaddy of this country. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I love that. And, and if we could have kept talking to him, I would have loved to, to ask asked him about the NIL. Like, these are all things, yeah. like, if he has that kind of passion, because I'm trying to do that with young golfers. Like these are these are areas that they don't have private coaches. They don't have the bet, you know, former pros coaching them in our high schools. I want to level the playing field so that they can get scholarships, so that they can go pro, right? Shout out, you said Salas. So um I I just I just I'm encouraged by this interview. And I I knew that he bled Dodger Blue, but I didn't know how how hard. <laughs> so I guess that was a pleasant surprise too. Like he He's down. I love it. <laughs> and, and I want to go ahead, baby. Well, I was going to say another thing that, that caught my attention when he said how to get like kids involved, like, you know, we said it, the, the financial cost is huge. Right. Yeah. But he said like, you know, give them balls, give them bats, give them gloves. Right. And I think that's, that's huge because when you go to one of these, you know, these workshops that, that, that they'll do, like, you know, they'll give them a hat, they'll give them a shirt and, you know, they'll do, they'll do teaching too. Right. But then they leave. Right. How are they, you know, if they don't have the glove, they don't have the bats, how are they going to continue to do that, right? Like other sports like basketball, right? You get a basketball, you go to a park, you're able to shoot, practice, you know, and, and do your thing, right? It's a lot harder for baseball, right? You need to have yeah. you need to have all this equipment that costs a lot of money. Now, if they leave these events with a ball, baseball, glove, you're putting them on the, on the right direction already. And I, I, one of the last takeaway before we wrap things up for me is – I am finally starting to come around. I think I might have a cure for my West Side nausea. Uh, <laughs> El Tragón Memo Torres schooled me uh, on that episode. And now Jimmy has schooled me again on sleeping on the West Side. Tragón talked about Venice, you know, being a good place uh, to get tacos. So maybe I just need to get over this West Side nausea and just realize it's not as bad as I think it is and go. But uh, look... Before I know you guys say, oh, God, you guys are. <laughs> and uh, for those of you watching on the YouTube, uh, uh, Alicia's set just completely fell apart. So uh, I think that's a cue to end the show. So yeah. before we uh, before I end, before I end the show, what I was trying to say is before you guys accuse us of turning this episode into a giant ball washing of uh, of Jimmy Humilde. I just want to say this, even though I am the Prince of Darkness. I am a big proponent of giving people their flowers when their flowers are due. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the reason why we fought so hard for Valenzuela to get his, his recognition. So when we do see people like this, um, and, and I want I want to thank La Princesa for this because La Princesa was the one that brought Jimmy to my attention. Is I as I think La Princesa has said this. We want to be part of the solution. I know sometimes maybe our listeners may think that we just turned this into a bitch fest. And if it comes off that way, maybe we just need to do a better job of communicating that what we're trying to do is we're trying to find solutions. We're trying to, you know, be uh, productive members of society. Uh, I'll give you the last word before we, we end the show, Princesa. I just want to say ditto, Juan, ditto. Let's be about solutions. Let's be about elevating you know i i like to talk about the experience of going to the dodger game um 
this this is the kind of the stuff that we're talking about, right? Like seeing more, we've got the mariachis in there. Like maybe we can have more of the music that young people, if we're, if we're talking about bringing them back to baseball, give them equipment. Maybe some of the scholarships should also be targeted to helping a family, a single mom, a single dad, keep their kids in baseball. Things like that are yeah. gonna go a long way. Right. And and not just for the cameras like some foundations do. And and I mean, don't get me wrong, all of it's appreciated. And if you can help, please help. But you're right. Let's be part of the solution. Let's get Jimmy to throw out that first pitch. Imagine the party inside Dodger Stadium. <laughs> something else I just thought of the baseball academy, the Humilde Baseball Academy that is coming. Again, you heard it here first. Um, we need to connect him with rocks. That's Friend right. Yeah, right. Friend of the Carne Asada, Rocks Arroyo. We're going to get the system. We're going to connect you two because that's his passion in life, right? So that's his that's his jam. That's his career, his life. So I think there's a lot that could, uh, a lot to, a lot of good to come from this interview. So thank you, Jimmy. Thank you to his uh, scholarship foundation. Make, I want to make sure that we get it right. On Instagram, if you go to Humilde House of charities i want to say that right um that's where you can find the qr codes it's super easy uh teachers are encouraged to nominate students as well if you're shout out to all of our teachers in la city la county and they're specifically looking well not specifically high school senior scholars there you go musicians graphic designers media creators and first generation students are all welcome as well as undocumented students all welcome to apply. And this is some big money. So as someone who had a lot of college debt, scholarships, do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And there you have it. So for those of you who, again, have just stumbled across us on the YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You can catch all our episodes on the YouTube channel. If you're one of those people that just would rather listen or, you know, you need something to listen to on the drive to work, you can also subscribe on the audio format on this podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast. So for this episode of the Bleed Loss Podcast, you have sido su servidor de parte de mis colegas, Alicia Del Valle and Babyface. Nos vemos para la próxima. This episode of the Bleed Loss Podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.